All right, welcome to Adventure Guys, the podcast for humans and dogs. I'm Eric the Human. <laughs> I'm Nick the Human. And we have a guest. I'm Sean the Human. Woo, Sean. Yeah. Is, Sean, you've come back and rejoin us for a monumental episode. That is number 20. I am honored. That's yeah, tw- you know, I think I think this is our holiday episode. Yeah. Oh, it, killer. <laughs> we were we were meaning to pick uh, a themed holiday episode of Adventure Time to watch, but we I guess we forgot to do that last week. So <laughs> here we are. There'll be more of those to come. Um. Yeah. Well, it's good, Sean. Thanks for joining us. Yeah, my pleasure. Stoked to be back. How are you been? I've been fine. I've been tired. Uh. <laughs> well, I mean, Nick knows uh, that I am physically very tired because we've been making acoustic treatment for our house all week. Yeah, I don't oh. know if I don't know if I talked about that on air, but I talked to Eric about it. Oh yeah. Um yeah. Eric, you can you see behind us in the video chat? One oh yeah, very good. Very nice. Yes. Yeah. We're using burlap. We followed a great YouTube tutorial. We bought everything from Lowe's and Joanne's fabric. <laughs> and we are knocking it out. Yeah. Right on. Did you do like the super detailed like testing the room with sine waves to find what the problem frequencies are and then like crafting everything to like cancel out certain certain frequencies? No, we did not do that. We did it more of just to like be in there, use your ears and like figure out where the reflections were. And then also like, you know, kind of figuring out like, oh, if you if your main place for mixing is going to be here, where do you need to treat in order to? kill those reflections especially right? yeah especially in nick's room he had very localized like slapback echo problems you know just snapping your fingers you know here there the other place like horrible yeah horrible and the other problem for nick is that uh you know this room is a square which is a, which is not mm. uh, not ideal at all in yeah a big it's way. Um, acoustical nightmare yeah square it sounded really bad but it's fun to do a um like a diy project and use your hands a bit um, yeah, for sure. Which is not, I mean, I guess, Sean, you use your hands. For, I guess we all use our hands for playing music, but uh, <laughs> it is it is nice. It's like, oh, yeah, this is like what a lot of people did for a living for a long time. There, There is, I mean, I'm romanticizing something I know nothing of, uh, but, <laughs> but like it is like there is some, it does feel good to use your hands and be at the end of the day and be like, oh, man, I am sore. Like I am beat. Yeah, yes. I, I get that. I get that. I, I don't really have anything close to it that I have done recently. I guess, you know, instrument repair is something that I, I kind of feel like, you know, it's a physical task that's rewarding in, in, in of the physicality of it. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I'm thinking about putting together like a parts caster. I have Ugh. a bunch of old like guitars I could Frankenstein and mm-hmm. put in some new pickups and that kind of thing. Um, Whoa. That's, that's but, ambitious. That'd be fun. You'd feel accomplished after doing that. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I have I have a little bit of extra money to like buy some nice pickups. It'd be kind of funny to put like some really nice, good sounding pickups into a random Frankenstein guitar. <laughs> yeah. Now, now I have a question for you. When you're doing these projects, is are you a perfectionist or are you like fine with it? Like, are do you like do you know what I mean? Like, if you get within like ninety percent, are you cool? Or you get an eighty-five percent, like you're like, ah, I did it. This is fun. Let's keep going. Or does that last little bit nag at you? Uh, I'm definitely not a perfectionist. I I think in terms of 
like instrument repair or something like that. I'm not an expert and I don't really want to be. I just need it to fulfill certain functions, right? So if I'm setting up a guitar uh, or a bass, you know, or restringing my cello, which that's a pain in the ass because it's not a good instrument, I'll I'll cut corners knowingly because uh, sometimes I'm I'm looking for it to fulfill a specific task. And as long as the instrument can accomplish that task and play that thing that I need it to do, then that's fine because I know I'm not going to use it for anything else. Right. Gotcha. Yeah, I'm just curious because like like for, we, we, we were in um, perfectionist about building these sound panels, but then we hung one. The one right behind us is a half inch lower than it was supposed to be. Cause, and now it's a half inch lower than the panel that's next to it that's out of frame for you. And that kind <laughs> of thing is just like, I'm like, can I let that go? And the answer is no, I can't really let this go. <laughs> yeah, I could just see it from the second it was there, it was like totally bumming Nick out for sure. <laughs> but then I mean, there is a degree of you have to accept, especially when you're not professionals or you know what you're doing. I did a much my room is a much less exact science though than your room yeah, in but terms it, of the heights and stuff. It looks great. Yeah. Yeah, I I've never been super detailed about acoustic treatment in my recording spaces and I've turned out all right with it, yeah. I guess. <laughs> yeah. Well, I, I think that the, the, um, for this specifically, I think my room w- w- sounded terrible. Like, like I, like I would. Your room I, was really bad. Like, if you talked in my room at like a louder volume, it you heard the slap. You just back. heard flutters, flutters, and rattle. And then Sean's room um, was actually sounding okay, but like you're recording drum set and hopefully vibraphone and timpani and. Yeah, I mean, that's the big thing about my room, especially with percussive stuff, is that it just activates and overwhelms a room so quickly, you know, and like, you know, I play a a kick drum in my room and like the door rattles and like the windows shake and like make all these buzzy, rattly sounds and stuff. So, I mean, you know, like bass traps and stuff are like super important for me there. But then also just like the flutters off of the ceiling and like all that stuff I had to knock it all out with that it's, it's great we should get some photos hey if anybody uh needs like some fun percussion on the record you should hire sean because he's got all of it in our house yeah <laughs> let's do it and now my room is treated yeah hell yeah and if you have any good uh other diy projects you just heard all about ours just like hit us up like there are some fun ones that you can do and make your life better i I mean I, this is my first foray into hanging shelves that was fun and nick hung a shelf also Kind of on frame in the video right now, yeah, yeah. It's it's been it's been fun. Oh, there's yeah. lots there's lots of cool things you can do. Um, I think I'm going to help my mom put in vinyl flooring. Oh, okay. <laughs> That's not something I've ever done before, but I'm going to learn. <laughs> oh yeah, you will. You'll learn fast. Wow. <laughs> nice. That could be cool. Yeah. Well, this is good. It's good. This is a fun catch up. I'm glad the guys were doing this. Um, you know, another thing you can do to pass the time and make you feel good. Um, is playing games, or it can make you feel really bad. And in this episode of Adventure Time, we saw all the ways that can go. Episode discussion. All right, so we watched season four, episode fourteen, Card Wars. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah, I like this episode. Yeah, it's it was fun. fun. I could have, I, I almost could have gone for more of this episode. I wish this yeah, was like well, a, a 30 minute or something. Right. Well, what I appreciate the most about this episode is that it's, it's small. 
Yeah. You know, they don't they don't go big. They don't, you know, like shoot for the moon on this episode. They keep it localized. It takes place entirely inside the treehouse, almost entirely inside that one room. Yeah. And they just play a game. That's it. And it's fun too because I think a lot of times, um, well, you know, okay, so the, the premise of this episode, right, is that Jake really wants to play this game, Card Wars. And Laney Rainicorn doesn't want to play it. They ask BMO if they want to play. BMO says, foreshadowing to what's to come, I don't play games like that, right, with Jake. Isn't that what he. <laughs> I do not play such games with Jake. I also want to highlight right there that BMO is on a skateboard. And he leaves doing a heel flip. Yeah. <laughs> and it says it, he says it in an ominous tone, so you know something's afoot. Um, so they, they get going to play. And it's like pretty clear immediately as they're setting up from the game that Jake is just really into this and is going to be competitive. Um, There's a reason why Lady Rainicorn and BMO are like, no, we don't want any part of this. It's a two hour setup to do all the rules. Um, <laughs> they like. They start going, and it's just like immediately, and and Finn is actually like kind of apt at playing it, and it's just really making uh, Jake mad. And I guess what I appreciate too, when you're saying about making this a small episode, is that I feel like in some times, like you know, if this thing like SpongeBob or these things, right, where like you know maybe they're playing a game and Squidward's into it, and and SpongeBob's not like that's like a thing you could imagine. Um, but like it, it, it would be bigger. Do you know what I mean? Like there, it would hit yes. some sort of crescendo that was huge. So the way that this episode would have worked in a more conventional cartoon or even something like regular show would be the first half oh, yeah. is them playing the game, and there's mm. some issue, some interpersonal issue between people playing it, and then some crisis outside the game yeah. enters and and steals the action, and then in order to solve the crisis. In some big heightened action, they have to use a lesson that they learned when playing the game Mm. to work together, and that's not what happens in this episode. They they just play the game. That's it. It's about Jake and Finn's friendship. Yeah, yeah. Their their relationship. You know, I I think in this uh, series we see a lot of Jake helping out Finn uh, with 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 an issue, or Jake being a little bit more understanding towards Finn. But this episode was nice because it was Finn. Like understanding that, you know, Jake was insecure about this and Jake had to work through this and he was willing to help Jake out, which is nice. Yeah, especially, I mean, I think some of the early episodes we did, we kept talking about Finn being a jerk. And now we've gotten a couple in a row of Finn being like a good guy. Um, yeah, and it was fun. And I mean, it's even fun. It was like a really nice moment when Jake is really upset that Lady Rainicorn doesn't want to play his favorite game. And... Finn immediately is like, well, I'll play with you. Even though Finn had just eaten a sandwich and clearly was trying to take a nap and was like, in no <laughs> means like looking to play a game, but it's like, mm-hmm. yeah, I'll do that for you. Like no more moping. Yeah, nah. for sure. Yeah. Um, but there's, yeah, I mean, you get a nice big sandwich and the stakes of the game are if you lose your dweeb and if you win, you're a cool guy. Um, <laughs> I love it. It's great. Yeah. <laughs> Cool guy. And and Sean, you were pointing out uh, what each of them has to do, right? Like, they have to drink that, that concoction. Yeah, they have to drink the concoction with the um, ham chunk juice and the, like, <laughs> yeah. weird bird butter. Kimchi is involved. Kimchi is involved. It's like, why? Kimchi? Really? Like, you're going to put kimchi in there? And if you win, you're the cool guy. You get to drink Total Soda, which is a great <laughs> yeah. soda brand. 
Yeah, when Jake says that the loser's a dweeb and the winner's a cool guy, you think, oh, that's cute, that's nice. But then he starts pouring out those cups and like, oh, there's something more sinister here. Like, Jake is getting a little bit mean about this. Yeah. yeah. But then just keeps rolling with it. He does. And it's also kind of just, I love that that was what what the, the reward or punishment was because it's just so classic, like, kid shit. <laughs> yeah. To, to yeah. drink like the suicide soda or whatever. Yeah. And also, but not just that, like going back to Eric's point of like, this is just about the relationship and the friendship, you know, this is a probably a more holistic episode thought, but like clearly this means so much to Jake and he's taking it to such like a big level of like, I'm going to make the gross drink. I'm going to like, it's like so dialed in, like, Oh, like with the cups and the dweebing cool guy and whatever. And it's like so intense and like all of that. And then Jake's just like, yeah, I'm just going to do this the way that Finn's like, I'm just going to do this the way that Jake needs it so that we can just like be bros at the end of this. That's yeah. it. Yeah. You, you think uh, narratively there might be some twist where Finn tries to throw the game and he ac- accidentally winds up winning. Yeah. But no, or, that doesn't happen. Or yeah. I yeah. thought what I thought was going to happen is so. So, yeah, like what they're getting at is that. It's getting crazy. Finn's like, I gotta go to the bathroom. Finds Bimo and's like, Bimo, what the hell's going on? And Bimo's Bimo chop. Yeah, Bimo. <laughs> yeah. So trying to find Bimo, Bimo falls out of the sky and then says, He's like he's like, Bimo chop. If this was if this was a real attack, you'd already be dead. Yeah. Um and he's like, What happened? And Bimo says like he beat Jake and Jake gets really depressed for a long time if he loses card wars. And Finn was like, Well, I did this. So I played the game so I wouldn't be depressed. So then, anyway, whatever they they go um, for it. But what I what I pictured because Finn's also competitive and Finn was good at the game is that he would try to throw the game to help Jake, which is what Bimo suggested. But then I thought he would get like Jake would just piss him off so bad that he would just get into it and then like win. Ah, uh, yeah, that's kind of one of the things I was expecting. Yeah, and then they'd have to work it out after Finn wins. Yeah, like. You know, in the aftermath of that, like Jake is feeling down, but no, Finn actually loses, uh, and it it he drinks the dweeb juice, and seems to like brush it off, like oh this is pretty good, and he tricks Jake into drinking the dweeb juice, yeah. also, and that was that was. And then I love that the ending <laughs> the ending shot is just they're both drinking the dweeb juice back and forth, just like ha ha yeah dude ha heck yeah, and it's just like. <laughs> All right, we're bros. This is fun. We're like on the same level here. Yeah, it's- and I mean, I, I it, it it is nice, and it's kind of cool. I mean, what do you guys think? Like, if this was a real life situation, and your friend was running into the game, you throwing the game or like gingerly losing while still being engaged, that might be the best way to handle the situation, right? It might be the best way to handle the situation, but also it's like sometimes it might be like if Jake were to that could be dicey because if Jake was like figured out that Finn was throwing the game. He'd be like, hey, you're not taking this seriously or whatever. Like, play the game for real. And then that could be its own dicey. I know. Um, It really could. Um, I have a question. Have you guys ever played... Do you have any strong memories of playing games like this and somebody being too competitive or... Me. Freaking out? In our childhood. (laughs) Playing Monopoly. You do. You remember yourself getting too worked up? Yes. Yes. I always tried to buy the orange corner of Monopoly. So you like go past go and you go past jail. And then the last three, um, the last three spaces before free parking were all orange. And I always tried to buy those. And then other people would buy them, namely you, because you knew I wanted to. And then, 
and then you're like, I got here first. I'm going to buy these things. I'm like, no, you know that that's my plan. And then, like, I'd get, like, really pissed off. Yeah. I think I I think that's probably why we stopped playing Monopoly as a family. I got bro bummed out on Monopoly yeah. a lot. <laughs> we were all kind of competitive, I think, our family at Monopoly. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, I used to play a lot of Monopoly too. You know, I I really was into I still am into tabletop gaming, um, and like you know card games like that too. You know, when I was uh, into Pokemon, I was I was in like a Pokemon card league. Right, like every Friday afternoon, you go to the local comic shop and Ooh. play play against you know all the all the kids in in town and the next town over, and like you get stamps for every every win you get co- collected in your book, and then you get you know prize cards and stuff like that. Like I was competitive, like I loved that shit. That's awesome. Um, and yeah, we played a lot of uh, a lot of other tabletop games, and this was. You know, this point in like childhood, right? Like middle school years, right? Like the internet was like starting to be a thing, yeah. uh, but it wasn't somewhere you could spend all of your time. Yeah. And, no, you check uh, in every once in a while and you'd get bored of it after like an hour and change or something. Right. So like there was still like Nintendo to play, but one of the one of the kids in our neighborhood that we hung out with a lot, his mom wouldn't let him play video games wow Mm. so so we wound up playing a lot of board games a lot of monopoly and then we moved on to like uh settlers of Catan. yes and we played risk and like all sorts of tabletop games Mm -hmm. uh this was like like prime uh middle school years like way to like hang out and and kill time we never played like magic or dungeons and dragons or anything like that uh but a lot of like regular tabletop gaming Oh, that's fun. Man, what a quaint time before you could spend all your time on the internet. That's almost going to be like a demarcation for all of humanity. <laughs> it uh, already is, yeah. right? Isn't it like... I, I've never heard it phrased exactly as Eric did. Oh, yeah. Have you? Not the way <laughs> that he did, but I mean, there is a massive demarcation that people say of, like, I think right now, if you are like... I don't know. There's like a big age cutoff where it's like you cognitively remember life before the internet. And I'm talking like internet 1.0 and then, and then you don't remember life before the internet, you know? And that's like a big demarcation. And now it's like you remember life before social media or you don't remember life before social media. Totally. And I guess that's what we're talking about, but it is, but there was like a really interesting middle ground that we had like as kids for sure where, you know, the internet existed, but it didn't take up all of our time. Like for a yeah, lo- for right. a long time. Like even I I would even say like I remember being in like fifth grade, and the internet being around, and I, that's like when Napster was starting to happen. And all through high school, like you know, we had that sweet spot where the internet was around. We could pirate music on Napster and LimeWire, and that's like. And then like by the time I got to a freshman year of college, that's like when Facebook was like starting to gain some traction. Yeah, I definitely feel like it was still in that era where the internet was a place full of tools, not feeds and, you know, endless time sucks, but it was all just, right. it was just tools, you know? Exactly. Yeah. It did, the resources weren't there yet to, uh, I, I guess for like, for creatives, I guess, you know, and like as, you know, in like middle school and high school, I was just like getting into the world of music and being a, a, you know, 
quote creative. Um, but like the resources that we have on the internet now to like yeah. get into that life weren't available then. No, yeah. I mean, my, even, even though MySpace was around and a friend starting these things like an aim, you could spend a lot of time in there, but I, it was still like, I don't know. I would go on and check my MySpace and then be like, ah, enough of this. Let's go. Yeah. Let's go play risk or like, let's, I'm going to play guitar or let's watch, you know, Keenan and Kel for the, uh, or Good Burger the movie for the fifth time this week yeah. or whatever, you know. And you know the uh, the interesting thing is, uh, I think it's, I would say within the last decade, certainly, but maybe like you know, fifteen years, like since since I graduated high school, the tabletop gaming industry and world uh, and fandom has exploded. Yeah, it has. And there are so many new and interesting games uh, that are like being released like new and regularly and that weren't available when, when, you know, we were playing those kinds of games as kids. Yeah. It's interesting too. Is that that's as, yeah, I guess the, the probably the, the social media world has allowed like independent gaming companies to sprout up and people to talk about these things, which is cool. Um, but it's interesting. Yeah. Table talk is like not, it's like, it's not a digital thing and it's growing in this increasingly digital world. Yeah, yeah, I really love it. One, yeah, I mean, one of my bandmates is very much in that world, like, and has been for like years, and like for a time worked at like a huge Austin board game store, literally that just like telling people like, oh, his job was just to like know the rules to every board game, new board games, and just like tell people the rules as they were like playing them and stuff like that. And it's it's a awesome. lot of fun. I still enjoy it. Um, I haven't, you know, as a touring musician the last several years, had a lot of time to sit down and play board games mm-hmm. all that much. But there, there was a point um, where, like, the Holophonics semi-regularly would all get together and play board games. Oh, that's great band activity. Yeah, I mean, like, you know, there was a period where, like, four of the six people in the band were living in the same house. Mm-hmm. So it was, like, a little easier to schedule everyone around yeah. at the same time. But, yeah, at different points in my life uh tabletop gaming has been a priority i, love uh, I would love to get back yeah. into it uh we should play card wars i so i was thinking i was simultaneously thinking this is a really cool game because we didn't really even talk about yet the game card wars and like what's going on inside of it it's cool but the two hours of rules and terminology definitely made me a little bit uh uneasy about trying to play it <laughs> Right. Well, from what I understand about the real, the IRL game, Card Wars, uh, it's a pretty quick learn and, and pretty easy to play. So there is an IRL version. Was this created by fans? Uh, I don't know what company's behind it, but it's like officially licensed Whoa. From, from the show. Like it's real. Wow, <laughs> that's crazy. That is crazy. Cool. So like, so yeah, so they're playing it and it it's sort of like a... Um, I don't know. Like, wh- what is it akin to, Eric? You're the board game master. How would, how would you explain uh, so it? I I believe it is. Uh, at least in the episode, a lot of the actions are directly referencing Magic: The Gathering. Got it. Now, I never mm. played Magic, so I I don't know the those exact references, but mm-hmm. uh, it is meant to be a send up of Magic. Yeah, because you have you have resources, you have characters, and then you can do actions, which are pretty magical. 
within the world. And there's like all sorts of logic and stuff involved. Right? That's a brief way to describe it. Yeah, yeah. Of course, their version uh, comes with hologram-equipped technology that you know <laughs> shows the characters walking around the battlefield and doing doing the actions and, and commands and stuff. But for all intents and purposes, I think it's it's a pretty standard like middle of the road uh, idea of like you know the deck building card games. Mm, yeah. yeah, and don't you worry if you think it's going to be just like a boring magic game because they Adventure Time eyes this game and there's lots of fun weirdness happening. Oh yeah. Um, Pit, on 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 Finn's side, he's got a magical pig, or is it just a regular pig? No, it's just a pig. Just a pig. So just a pig. A cool. You gotta floop the pig. Yeah, cool dog, and an ancient scholar. Yo, that scholar is tight. Yeah, and <laughs> yeah, one of the his clutch. Yeah, one of the first things that he does when it's time for him to battle is he uh, puts the pig in the fortress of solitude, and has his ancient scholar s- go study. Yeah, the sc- he's like, I'm gonna send my scholar to study, and he goes inside of like a cabin. <laughs> it's like, wow, what wisdom Finn has that he's like, I'm gonna be patient and I'm gonna use knowledge and patience. As a means yeah, right. of besting Jake, Jake is all here. like, "You're not gonna, you're not gonna attack." Jake's like, "You're not gonna force. use your battle phase or whatever." <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. And it, and I'll it, do that later. Yeah, um, yeah. And on Jake's side, he's got corn. He it seemed like he decided that corn was gonna be his way to go. He thinks corn is really cool. He's got a corn maze. It's gonna power his like corn knights or whatever. And he's got another guy that comes up later that's powered by corn. Uh, but he he just. You know, it's a fatal flaw because Finn's got that pig that can just eat the corn. That's yeah, funny. Yeah. I think the corn is a reference to like one of the more basic uh kinds of of mana in in Magic the Gathering. Got it. Uh the, and players talk shit on it a lot, but I I I don't know what it That's really great. Means. I I when I was watching it, I was like, man. There must have been like a couple writers who were super in on games and had played it and were like, we're gonna knowing the show, like put slide that in there, you know? Right. I know it, Magic the Gathering has probably inspired so much art all around us. That game has been going on for a long time. Uh you know, I'm i I'm kinda glad that I never got that enticed into that world. Hasn't <laughs> it been like twenty years now? It seems to really envelop people's lives. <laughs> yeah. Hasn't it isn't that game been around for like 20 years now oh a lot longer than that oh jesus i know it predates pokemon okay i mean i've never played it i did play pokemon pokemon had so many other avenues of marketing and multimedia to be and have fun with that really seemed to you know do well but it does seem like the card game of magic it's far superior to pokemon right it's definitely a lot deeper you know so I never stopped being into Pokemon. I just stopped having people around me that were into Pokemon. So like <laughs> it, it wasn't as uh-huh. easy for me to keep playing. <laughs> it's like you turn like 12 or 13 and then like nobody wants to play Pokemon cards with you anymore. <laughs> wow. Uh, the idea was that at that point you're supposed to move up Got to it. the more advanced game. Uh, but I, I never made the leap. <laughs> with inside Pokemon, there was a more advanced Pokemon card game. No, no. Magic the Gathering. Oh, okay. The, yeah, there you go. Yeah. Okay, got it. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, we didn't make that leap either. I think we kind of no. sold off our cards 
um, and just went on our way and got skateboards or something. Yeah, we got skateboards. <laughs> yeah. I want to, th- and I want to throw out there again, the first time we see BMO, he does a heel flip, and then a little right, l- right here when when uh, Finn reimagines uh, BMO saying, "I do not play such games with Jake." Instead of doing a heel flip, he does a kick flip. Yeah, those are my skateboard eyes, right? Yeah, there. I and saw I think that. notice that. I, I almost wonder if it does feel sort of like. I'm I'm not playing games. I'm skateboarding. Like this is my my decision. Yeah, th- you know that was definitely uh, a trade off for me as well. Like around that time when no one else wanted to play Pokemon, that's when we all started skateboarding. Yeah. Yeah. And they're also in this. I would say, um, which was interesting, was they kind of make fun of nerds, which is funny in the in the beginning. Which I didn't. Know, has Finn made fun of nerd people? You don't know anything outside of your nerd world. That was something that was like a quote that Jake said. <laughs> and I was like, huh, I never, I wouldn't have picked uh, Finn to be someone to kind of rag on nerds. But uh, I guess he does adventure and is pretty physical and stuff. Like he's not into <laughs> fantasy. Finn is a jock. <laughs> I, he, I guess he's just living in a fantasy world. So it's like, why would I need to stay at home and, you know, live in these imaginary places? I guess. I don't know. <laughs> Finn's definitely not a jock, right? I'm glad that the concept of jock doesn't really exist in, in Adventure Time. I know, it just seems like it. I know, I just Other started than, thinking through my head, and I was like, yeah, no one's a jock in Adventure Time. Well, the early <laughs> episode with like the Vikings that want to that wanna wrestle, and then, oh, the, yeah. and then the mountain that's crying because it's so sad that they're all wrestling, those are the closest dudes that you get to jocks. What are they they, they want a rough house? Is that, they want a that rough house. We need rough housing. <laughs> and then they start petting each other, and they get all raw. <laughs> oh yeah, we, it's just weird. It's like, why are they getting more hurt from petting each other than? <laughs> yeah, subverting it. I love it. Yeah, <laughs> and it, in the in the the massive scale that Adventure Time sometimes takes, they decide they have to turn a mountain 180 degrees, a whole mountain 180 degrees, in order to solve that episode, <laughs> which is the exact opposite in scale of this episode, which is just like two dudes playing a card game and it just. They kind of just play it, and then it's just over, and that's it. Yeah. Love it. It's a cool game. I'd consider playing it. That yeah. One- uh, when when uh, y'all are in New York, we should play, or when I get to Texas. I don't know when that's happening. But, yeah, yeah, that'd be fun. We'll play something. I think, you know, uh, there, it might not be online anymore, but there certainly at one point was a mobile version of Card Wars. Interesting. Very interesting. I don't know if it's still around. Yeah, I also I also don't know exactly how good the real game is or how fun it is. Um, I I've seen videos of people playing and it seemed on the simple side, like it seemed like a really quick game to jump into and start playing. But it doesn't. It didn't seem to me like the kind of thing that um, you'd want to like spend hours doing. Yeah. yeah, I don't know if I don't know if it really goes like super deep, um, where people would like really be into it. But yeah, I'm really not sure either. Hey, I, I guess we just need to find out for ourselves. If if any of our listeners have ever played this game, please email us at did you see the mail at gmail dot com. Hey, which reminds me of a good question. Uh, did you see the snail? <laughs> Oh, this is-
Okay. Uh, guess first. Sean, did you see the snail? <laughs> oh, oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. I, I sure did. <laughs> oh, yeah. Nick, did you see the snail? No. Eric, did you see the snail? Yes, I saw Whoa. the snail. <sighs> Damn it. All right, Couldn't I let Sean one-up me on, on seeing the snail. I don't think Sean's ever... Wait, have you seen it when I haven't seen it? Last week when I wasn't on and I, te- and I emailed you. Or oh, I yeah, texted that you. doesn't count. Okay. <laughs> That's not on the official scoreboard. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. All right, play my song. God damn it. Hold on, I have to say something. Nick, <laughs> this was a classic snail viewing of your... It's the old Nick trope of... I, I start the episode... And the snail's right at the beginning, but I'm not really paying attention yet. It was one of those where it's just <laughs> yeah. like the snail was right up top, and you were like, "Yeah, you're you were somewhere else." Or I was like, "Oh shit, I gotta write down some notes." I get more visually engaged right from the very first frame. Yeah, yeah. I think it's. I think. I think I. Um. It's always like a minute in. I'm like, "Oh shit, I gotta look for the snail now." Because on occasion, the snail is in the very first frame after the theme song. Sometimes. Wow. Yeah. Yeah, we were we were a few shots in, but it was like yeah. still the first like thirty seconds. Oh, um, you know what it was that threw me off was the title card is BMO playing Jake in what looks like cardboard that's outdoors, and BMO doesn't look happy. It's almost giving us like showing us what happened to set up the episode. Oh man, I didn't even think of that. Yeah, and I think I got excited about that and I started writing it down. <laughs> Why well, interrupted? Right. I interrupted you. Let's hear that song. Oh yeah, yeah. Here's the uh, congratulations, Eric, uh, with the remix edit f- featuring congratulations, Sean. Oh no. <laughs> one second. One second. I'm sorry. There you go. There All right, you go. good game of did you see the snail? Mm-hmm. Uh, time for miscellany mania. It is indeed. Let's do it. Okay, Eric, you got any in the uh, in the old hopper? The old <laughs> not, not, the old no, trivia I hopper. I don't, even, I don't even have anything. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I feel like so much of like what would be fun trivia about it we've talked about, which is that it's a real game that could exist and that people have played. <laughs> and <laughs> yeah, and the references to magic. Yeah, the uh, the wiki like it outlined the specific references to Magic the Gathering, but they don't mean much to me seeing as I've never played it, so. <laughs> yeah. Um we did get an email from uh our friend Wilson who we've uh, talked to. Um, All right, well then let's play some Did you see the mail? Oh. Yeah. Did, 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 did you see the mail? Did you see the mail? 
mail. Wow. Yeah. I'm so stoked I just heard that. <laughs> I love it. I want to hear that. I want to hear that theme song more. Please send us more mail. Did you see the mail at gmail.com? Um, but anyway, this was some helpful mail that I guess should have been obvious. Did you see this email, Eric? Yeah, I did. Yeah. So it was helpful. Yeah, well, it was helpful. We, um, we've been talking about a lot how the credits for the show will be off. Like, we'll watch one episode and then the credits roll, and it's like they're listing characters that weren't in there, and they're not listing characters that were in there. And it's like, how in the hell? Like, we, I think you and I, Eric, came up with some whole sort of story or logic as to why. I think I did too. I was like, they must have like given this to like an intern to do, and it wasn't, <laughs> you know, like they're doing them separately, like, and then it wasn't matched up properly. But Wilson, thank you, buddy, was saying that originally the show was aired probably um, in 30 minute blocks. Um, thus, the credits at the end would have to encompass both episodes that were shown during that 30 minute block. And that would explain why then those credits would be attached now to two different episodes and one of those episodes it wouldn't correlate. Right? Yeah, that is extremely insightful. Um, and honestly, not something that I would have ever thought of because when you think about these kids shows that were aired like two 11 minute episodes at a time to fill a half hour block. Yeah. Like I think of like the, like the Nickelodeon shows from the nineties, uh, you know, stuff like that where it was, where it was less common that you would see a standalone 11 minute episode, mm-hmm. which is pretty much the the standard for, for, uh, like current cartoon uh airing yeah what what i believe anyway um but when you look at those old episodes of like uh the nicktoons and even uh some other earlier cartoon network shows you see them listed on their on their episode lists as like double and each title will will be two titles in one with like a like a slash between them or something like that right Mm. And like that's how it's organized on streaming services. So I, I was it makes just sense. Assumed. I remember watching the Nicktoons too, and I was like, you know, when you're like in the throes of watching cartoons as a kid, I remember learning like, oh man, this episode's on. That means that the second episode is this one. You know yeah, what I mean? And you'd exactly. be like, oh hell yes, I got to watch the whole thirty minutes because I love the second half of it because. It goes with this one. Yeah, you know, I used to always remember for SpongeBob, my favorite episode ever was the pizza delivery. Of course. Which was the second half. I have no concept of what the first half was. No, but I think we remember, we we, knew. We knew, and we'd be like, oh my God, pizza delivery is going to be on in like nine minutes. (laughs) Guys. Which Which is the one where he sings the song, the iconic Krusty Krab pizza song. Um, which they really abandoned as a menu item at the Krusty Krab after that episode, huh? Yeah. <laughs> no, don't you remember that was the whole thing where uh, Mr. Krabs, he, he picks up the phone, he's like, yep, delivery? Yeah, sure. Pizza? Of course we make pizza. And then it's like, and then someone's like, we don't make pizza? And then he like magically just conjures a pizza, <laughs> magically conjures a box, puts it in, and decides on the spot that Squidward and SpongeBob are the delivery drivers. So, you know, I I never really watched SpongeBob. Uh I definitely never like got into it. Um but I think it was I don't remember when it started airing. 
but I, could, I, could, I, I don't I, think I was. I, I remember. I mean, I was. We were in. I was in third or fourth grade. We were still living in Houston, Houston Texas, Texas, Kingwood, yeah. Texas. At the time. Which was third or fourth grade for me. I was in like kindergarten or first grade. Yeah. So we were prime age for it. Yeah. Yeah, I think I was. You could have been. I guess I. Yeah. I would have been like fifth grade or something. Probably. I mean, it it seems like a pretty well known all ages cartoon, mm-hmm. but I think it it might have been just like, oh, I'm too old to watch cartoons as a as an eleven year old or whatever. I was, you know, as as. I watch anime now, and I was watching Pokemon. <laughs> you've, yeah, you've, you've elevated. <laughs> yes, you were the very thing that was your friends were doing to you. You don't <laughs> to SpongeBob. But is it is it like? I mean, I guess it's like twenty plus seasons. Like, I guess it's a really good show, right? Like SpongeBob, something something I should go back and watch. Uh, SpongeBob is still going, and it's the longest running cartoon of all children's cartoon I think of all time. I, I have, or no, the longest running Nickelodeon show ever. I don't know how that is gonna hold up right now. Like, I, I have no idea how that show holds up. <laughs> I gotta be honest. If you've watched SpongeBob, I mean, again, hey, hit us with the email next time. We can keep the SpongeBob going uh, convo going. But I, I don't know. I, I I think that the the sense of humor was a really a really nice like hit when I was in fourth, third, fourth, fifth grade because it's um the, the, it wasn't like Ren and Stimpy or Rocco. Um, and it was the same, you know, Steven Hillenberg worked on Rocco and Tom Kenny, um, uh, is heifer and everything, but that had like some, you know, the more subversive, like adult things involved. And I think I really enjoyed that. Not like they were kind of taking, putting some innocence back into SpongeBob and, (laughs) and sort of celebrating it. Um, and not shying away from it or saying something that was bad. Right. Yeah. And like having the, like all the humor wasn't like jabs or like meanness or grossness or anything. Like it was actually a, a, like sweet and innocent and sort of celebrating that. And I, I like that. I mean, I guess I always have, I left, I like silly things a lot. Yeah. I yeah. think I like that more now than I did then. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I loved Ro- Rocco was my favorite as a kid. Oh yeah. Rocco was great. I loved Rocco. We loved Rocco. But I think, I think if I went back and watched SpongeBob, I, I might be more attuned to that style now than I was then. Mm-hmm. You know what? You know yeah. what show I, I started watching? Um, What's that? Summer Camp Island. Oh, I watched a couple episodes of that. It was. It's weird. Uh, you know, it really made me think about what all ages cartoons mean. Uh huh. And I, I think there's like a fine line between like all ages and then something that's specifically for kids that their parents could also enjoy. Yeah, and at first I thought Summer Camp Island was the latter. Like I was like, this is definitely for kids, and like maybe there's like a few winks here and there, but like this is a kids show. I don't know if I really want to continue watching it, but I I, I stuck with it, and like maybe like eight or nine episodes in, I was like, oh no, this is definitely an all ages cartoon, and I love it. It's oh, so it's good. the first couple episodes, offbeat. I liked it. Like I was like, this seems like my speed, but then I just like. Well, we started watching um, Steven Universe, so I, I kind of put it off to the side. But maybe I'll come back I mean, to it. It's it's got a a couple Adventure Time alumni on that show. I thought so. Um, uh, I think um, Cole Sanchez is a producer, and Kent Osborne. Mm, okay. Um, so it's got some pedigree. Uh, I think things really turned for me 
the episode where they go to space. It's like episode eight or something. Oh, nice. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. It, 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 it was a cool premise. It seemed like it, it had some uh, had some coolness to it. Um, did you watch the Rocco reboot? I did. It was awesome. It was? Yeah, it hit all the right nostalgia buttons, and it just happened to be very good in and of its own accomplishments as well. Like, it was it was perfect. Nice. Wow. I, I'm kind of scared to do something. Like, I, I kind of want to leave that where it was. You know what I mean? Like, I know what you mean. Yeah. I, I don't necessarily... There's, because sometimes there's like, a lot it, of opportunity there to go wrong. Yeah. Yes. Uh, but I think the Rocco special was, it it did everything right. <laughs> nice. Okay. Well, maybe we'll watch it. Hell yeah. Well, this is good. We got some new things to watch. We learned some things. Thank you, Wilson. Um, yeah. Well, this is a fun app. Send mail. I want to hear that song more. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I could. I could. You know the uh, the files in our. Our Google Drive. Yeah. Oh, we can just listen Nick to it whenever, Sean. Okay, good. <laughs> we got a road trip coming up. Yeah. <laughs> All 11 seconds of it. Put on loop. Hey. <laughs> cool. All right, well, let's pick an episode yes. to watch for next week. What are we going to watch next week? What are we going to watch? Let's go! It's the episode. All righty. What is it? Uh, Please tell me that we did not get the same episode again. Sean, I, I think you listened to the app, um, but last week we got the goddamn same episode we've already got, which which you had told me, you were like, you know, Nick, it's going to happen someday. I was like, yeah, but that's way down the line. That's a problem for Nick and Eric to, you know, when we're hundreds of episodes in, and then lo and behold, like episode 19, we're like, oh, we just picked the same episode twice. <laughs> yeah, the probability on that is that that would show up actually pretty quickly think well it has so there you go yeah i don't know i don't know man i'm still waiting on the tech specs for all the for google's algorithm on how they're spitting out these random numbers (laughs) anyway we got episode 116 which is season 5 episode 12 vault of bones great title wow That's tight. Yeah. Sounds dark. I don't, I don't remember what it's about. No, well, Who knows? We're going to find out. Can't wait to watch it. Yeah. Um, thanks to everybody for listening. You know, um, make sure you subscribe. Um, you can do what Eric did as, as Christmas is coming and take your parents' um, phones, go into the podcast app, which they probably never use, and uh, subscribe and, and rate us five stars. Yeah, do it. <laughs> Foolproof plan. Uh, um, yeah, you know, uh, make you should guilt your younger cousin into listening to it too. Just tell him it's the it's the coolest shit you ever heard. Um, and they're a dweeb if they don't <laughs> listen to it, and they'll be a cool guy if they do. Um, yeah, that's, tell them that winners listen to this podcast. Winners, okay. All we do is win. Uh, yeah, and thanks, thanks everyone who has been listening. Thanks Wilson for sending that in, and. Uh, and all, all the consistent listeners we got out there right now. It's really fun. Um, anything else to add, Eric? Uh, I think that's it. Good up, guys. Yeah, it was fun. Great up. Thanks for having me, guys. Right, peace out, y'all. Bye. Bye. Bye.